Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Diehard Bengals fans. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host Zim Hude. Zim, say what's up. Hello, world. How's everybody doing today? And today <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and do a special edition of the Orange is the New Black podcast. Um, if you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast uh in your wherever you kind of listen to your podcast at under the name Cincy Jungle. Uh, you can find us there. You can also find other great podcasts such as Matt Minutes Chalk Talk, which Zim was kind of listening to this morning. He's got some film breakdown stuff there. Also, if you haven't heard um, the Orange and Black Insider, I don't know what you're doing with your life because they just interviewed Trey Wayne. So definitely listen to uh, some of the interviews that they have over there. And Matt also just interviewed Greg Cosell. So check out both of those. And then, of course, you have us as well. Um, you can find Zim on Instagram. You can find me on uh, Twitter at New Stripe City. You can also find Zim at Z- Zim Hude on Twitter. And also, um, you can find me on YouTube under the moniker New Stripe City. So let's get into it. This is what you guys are all here for. Zim, let the people know what's going on while I get the share screen together to get this draft cracking. We are going to be doing a live mock draft, and we are encouraging everyone to you know, comment if you want to. Uh, just follow along with us. We're going to go on a clock. We want this to be a war room situation where we're kind of discussing the picks. One thing we've done is we've gently, gently talked about like the prospective prospects that we like uh, coming up in the draft, but we haven't really gone into a mock draft situation um, in full. So this is going to be our mock draft 1.0. Uh, moving forward, we're going to get some guys, I think, to join us, and we're going to do some mocks that way as well. But now that we're 19 days away from the draft, we're getting closer. Uh, the energy is up, so we're ready to start telling you guys who we're start leaning towards. I got my man, Perfect 55 in here. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was the real Perfect in here? Like That'd be so crazy. Somebody asked me that this morning. They said, what if with this new defense, we need some dogs. Y'all don't want to bring Perfect back? I was like, bro, like. That would be very fun. I don't think it would work out, but I, I'm not somebody that would say no. <laughs> like, as crazy as that sound, that was my guy. I don't think it would work, but I would love to see it, though. Is he a free agent, or is he still yep. with the Raiders? So he's a free agent now? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. And it's crazy because he talked so much trash about um, Roger Goodell, like, in the end of the season and stuff. I was like, are you kidding me? I thought he – like knew for sure he was going back to the Raiders and that's why he was kind of like throwing that stuff out there. But like to not have a job and be talking about like, 
bro, given his history, he's out here trying to, he's still writing statements. Somebody's going to be clean coming up and all this other stuff. So oh, wish him the best of luck, but I don't see that one happening. I know that we have perfect 55 in the room today, but <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. They should have switched Trey and Max contract. Mac who? Mac Wilson? He may be talking about Mackenzie Alexander. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, the one thing, as we're going to get into this draft, one name that we're going to look at, and I think it's going to be there, but let's see, but Antoine Winfield Jr., a lot of people was telling me about, like, going into the league there, a lot of people are kind of looking at him as, like, a slot corner. And if he right. is, I, I think he's a day one slot corner. And if that's the case, you wouldn't even have got McKenzie. That's that's interesting because that reminds me. It sounds like Antoine Winfield, uh, for the most part, is similar to what they just signed in Von Bell, who's a safety but can also play slot corner as well. Uh, he's not. He's probably not as good as Antoine Winfield in coverage. Um, like I said, I haven't I haven't delved into Antoine Winfield yet outside of knowing um, obviously who his dad is and knowing that he's a safety, but. Uh, from my research of Von Bell, that seems to be what um, he essentially is, is he can also play nickel corner. He started a lot of that for the Saints um, early in his career and always kind of moved around there, especially when they had multiple safeties and did their three safety look. That was one of the aspects that he kind of brought to the team. So that would be interesting to see um, if they have him there. I still think that they do have a need uh, for that free safety kind of position because to me, Sean Williams and um, – Von Bell, they aren't really the greatest in coverage. Von Bell is definitely better than Sean Williams in coverage, but he's still not a, a great coverage ace, you know, allowing 77% of completions to uh, go upon his way does not really scream that. So that's what I'm interested in. Uh, obviously, we have Jesse Bates, but do they bring in somebody else to that mix? Then what do you think about that? About uh, what Jesse Bates getting, well, like getting a safety brought into the mix? Yeah, like last year what they kind of did is they tried to use Brandon Wilson as um, a third a third safety that could kind of cover. They kind of used Fagellum in that role as well, but they weren't really guys that really screamed, I can actually cover these guys. Um, now, we do have Sean Williams, we do have Von Bell, and we do have Jesse Bates, um, but really to me, just really kind of Jesse Bates and, and Von Bell kind of come out as those cover guys. I'd probably say uh, Jesse Bates is way more elite in coverage than Von Bell is. Do you still think that that's a potential need, like in terms of safety, or do you it, think if, if, if we're if we're drafted BPA, I'm gonna show you a couple guys that I feel like when we get to like the third round, especially when we start talking about Willie, um, God damn, Gay Junior, right. um, and and Akeem Davis Gaither, and even if you're look, I gotta see the board when we get to the top of that second. Yeah, let's, let's get but, into it then. But when we get to that though, yeah, I mean, if we're if we're truly talking BPA, there's gonna be some guys there that I'm I love. So, well, yeah, with all due with all due respect, I guess we can go ahead and get into it then. I mean, obviously, we're taking Joe Burrow, so we'll go ahead and let that go. Looks like Chase Young. Hold on, hold on, Chase Young. We're not taking Chase. Nah, we're not taking Chase. I mean, oh, you might as no. well have, have queued that pick up for sure. Um, just some notable guys that have gone off the board. Tua goes to the Dolphins. Herbert goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. That is the main reason why I would not uh, really trade that top five pick. Uh, Tristan Worf goes, Andrew Thomas, uh, Dredrick Wills. Uh, so it looks like some of those are going there. One second. 
Um, Godson said, "Yo, the Bengals are trash, son. Go Ravens." <laughs> Boy, normally it, you know what's so crazy? Before last year, I would have talked so much trash about the Ravens, but they earned my respect. I wonder where Denard goes after the Jags going to the street. We really need another vet linebacker. There's some vets out there. Clay Matthews is still out there. I'm thinking Logan Wilson. The truth to these Herbert rumors. Um, I heard that Mike, Mike Brown does like Herbert, but I know that the meetings with Joe Burrow went just as well. What's up, Ryan uh, McKeon? So just to give you guys a recap, coming off the board, number 11, I'm just going 11 through 12 because I think um, – Ace kind of went through most of it. Number 11 was Andrew Thomas. So this belief that a lot of us think that Andrew Thomas could fall, 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 doesn't happen in this in this mock. Henry Ruggs the third is a lot like uh, a John Ross in the in the in the idea that you got somebody that has the speed, has the the one thing that's that other guys can't do. Well, he does it at a phenomenal level and he's doing it, but he just doesn't have the production. Um, that I think would warrant it, warrant the pick at this number 12 spot. Uh, John Ross, I thought had the production, but the injury history made it very questionable. But Henry Ruggs is a lot like that. I think he'll always be like if he stayed healthy, right? <clears throat> he'll always be like a John Ross type guy that, uh, or not a, a full number two. Then after that, you got a CD Lamb coming off there, number 13, who I really, really like. Uh, Jedrick Will Willis, the uh, tackle from Alabama, then Jerry Judy, uh, Javon Kinlaw, who I got into his film this past weekend from South Carolina, rep games the same way that Clowney used to, uh, CJ Henderson, the cornerback from Florida, Xavier McKinney, who I was hoping might fall. That's one of the guys that I was talking about. If he was there at the top of the uh, second round, ace, that's one of the guys that I was saying, okay. Um, that's the guy that I would take. I don't care what our secondary is looking like. Um, after that, you got Jeff Gladney, who didn't perform that well at the combine, so I don't think that he'll go in the 19 spot. I think that's a guy that will be looking right at the end of that first round, top of the second. Uh, Grant Delpit, who has been mocked to us from a, a bunch of different guys. Justin Jefferson, who everyone knows very well from LSU, his counterpart, so they go back-to-back. -back. After that, Zach Bond, Jordan Love, Christian Fulton, who I've been a big fan of like two years ago, and he – he didn't have quite the junior year that I thought he would, but he still did pretty well. Denzel Mims has been a hot name coming off the board um, in, a lot of, in a lot of mocks like, uh, lately. Isaiah Wilson comes on after that, the tackle from Georgia. Then you got uh, Gross Matos from Penn State, who I was really, really hoping that was going to be – I was about to shock y'all right there. That was going to be my guy. DeAndre Swift goes to the Ravens, which I would love. That would set them back. <laughs> with all this damn talent on the board, you take a running back at 28, go right ahead. 29, AJ Espinaza, Espinaza or whatever, however you say his name, from Iowa, who uh, Ace uh, showed me had mocked to us. And I think, Ace, how do you feel about him? Because that's an edge guy, and a lot of people don't necessarily think that we need an edge guy. There are people that say that that are um, kind of going with the same sentiments that I've been saying is if one wide receiver, one corner gets hurt, now your next man up is not that lit, so that would fill that void in. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to AJ Espinenza just because you have to really uh, cover all bases. And when you talk about uh, you know revamping this defense, I think that edge rusher 
although it may not appear to be a glaring need, um, it still is possibly a need, especially with Carl Lawson coming up as a free agent uh, next season. So I still think that you have to get somebody that you can stick into that rotation. And it allows you to um, have a very good stable of edge rushers. So, and the fact that he would possibly be uh, there in the second round, whereas this guy was, they're just talking about him going in the top 15 before his combine breakdown. Uh, you'd have to grab that value. I think that it definitely would be enticing. It would definitely be kind of a best player available kind of move if you were to do that. And this is a guy that you can actually get snaps for. So, whereas a lot of people have been talking about wide receiver, that sounds good. And yes, after this season, uh, you talk about Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate being the only guys there. But at the end of the day, how can you get that guy in the rotation for next year? You really can't. Um, edge rusher, you actually can. So I would be more opposed to taking Espinenza versus uh, one of those Denzel Mims or Jalen Rager guys. Even though I love those guys, I would I just love be Rager. More I oh, love I love Rager. Rager's my favorite. For See, sure. Rager, Rager to me is the is what I I just I don't know why I have more faith in him, but I know that John Ross after this year, let's say John Ross is lit, another team is going to come scoop him up, and Bengals aren't going to be able to compete because they're paying too much money at the wide receiver uh, position. I think currently right now they're fifth in the league. I think or might maybe even fourth in wide receiver um, salary. They don't have the money to pay uh, John Ross coming off a, a crazy year. So that's one way. If he has a bad year, they wouldn't sign him. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's, it's like there's no way I could see John Ross coming back to this team after this year. Real so Rager would be the replacement. Real quick here, Zem. I'm not seeing any other rounds, so I don't know if we made a mistake or, or what's going on here, but it looks like it just did for some reason. Oh, one and round. At the very beginning of a day, oh, okay, it must have been actually a damn. So bear with us one second, guys. Uh, let me get this set back up. So basically, I mean, the pick doesn't change, right? It's still Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, see. but that that board, yeah, you got <laughs> that board right. gonna look a little different. But now, if you pick the same guy that we just did, so, so this is what ahead. happens when you go live, people. A lot of people are scared to go live. We're going live. <laughs> So, let's see. so far, there have been some changes. I am seeing that so far. It, it, hey, hasn't one, one thing that I noticed on that board, I don't know if y'all saw this, but Kenneth Murray and Queen were both sitting right there. So I already knew what the what our war room was going to say, but I was just waiting to see who was left on it. Because one thing that I'm going to tell y'all, my philosophy coming into this thing is I want to give Joe Burrow every resource possible to succeed year one so that he doesn't leave in a shell shock state and create what you all are scared or the people that are timid about picking a quarterback. I want to give him wow. resources early on. And wow. I think and now if that means on the defensive side of the ball being elite, cool. But I'm, I'm going to be looking at offensive line really, really heavy. And Ace is the one that kind of steered me in that direction. But Murray and Queen are on the board. And I will say this, based on the analytics that you showed me the other day, Ace, and some of the other stuff that I've been saying, I hate to break this to Bengals people, but Patrick Queen does not fit the mold of a Duke Tobin prospect at all. Undersized, doesn't have a production. A lot of people say 83 tackles, not that – that's not what it was early in his uh, career or whatever, or this past year at LSU. That's not what that, that doesn't fit the Bengals mode. I'm not saying that they would skip on him, but as much as that would seem like a surefire can't miss type of situation, I don't think the Bengals value him at linebacker like we do. And, and I don't know if they're not learning from their mistakes, but 
there's no indication they've even reached out to him or anything like that. There are some guys that we're going to talk about that they did talk to. Okay, so just recapping uh, what changed. Okay. So it looks like the Bengals went with Joe Burrow. Those that are listening, uh, audio, uh, of course, we went with Joe Burrow first. It looks like Chase Young went to the Redskins. Derek Brown went to the Lions. The Giants took Isaiah Simmons. Uh, the Dolphins took Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, you also have the Chargers shocking everyone and passing on the quarterback, taking Tristan Wirfs. Devon Kenlaw goes to the Panthers. Makai Becton is also off the board to the Cardinals. Okuda, the Jags get him. That's a pretty good steal for them. Andrew Thomas goes to the Browns. Jedrick Wills is also off of the board. Henry Ruggs goes to the Raiders. C.D. Lamb goes to the 49ers. That's a good scenario for them. DeAndre Swift goes to the Buccaneers this time around. Jerry DeAndre Dave Swift is really that value, like that high. Like, all right, go ahead, keep on going. I'm yep. sorry, I, I, I just I didn't know he was. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, Jerry Judy goes to the Broncos. Chasing the edge rusher goes to the Falcons. McKinney still sticks around in the first round. Goes Ooh. to the Cowboys. Hey, yeah. Hey. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. I'm going ahead of you. I'm just looking like that helped. The Jags went with Neville Gallimore, which is we need. Like in order for the scenario that I'm looking at right now with the the guys that you guys that we're about to talk about, we need some people that are not supposed to come off the board coming off early, just like last year. And Neville Gallimore is one guy that's coming off a little early. I'm a little upset. I see Denzel Mims, but when I look at who's left, I'm about to shock the world with who I think we should pick. I'm sorry, Ace. Keep on going. Justin Jefferson uh, goes to the Eagles. I'll just say some of the notable ones here. Kenneth Murray to the Ravens. Jalen Rager to the Packers. J.K. Dobbins at the end of round one to the Chiefs. Uh, so that brings us to pick 33. Uh, some of the names on the board, surprisingly, Justin Herbert. I don't think that that's realistic. Jordan Love um, is also still on the board. You've got Jonathan Taylor, the running back from Wisconsin. Patrick Queen is still available. AJ Espinenza, um, an edge rusher, is available. Uh, oh, we yeah. also have Antoine Winfield, Josh Jones. So we've got some decisions to make right here. T. Higgins I is also available as well. Uh, Zim, did you want to look at, I guess, the positions that we have available right now, or share my? Hold on, let me share my screen with you guys. I'm telling y'all right now. Hold up. This is who I'm going. This is who. This is who I'm with. Y'all tell me why I'm crazy for doing this. Y'all tell me why I'm crazy for doing this, but this is who I'm rolling with. God damn it, share. All right, you see that? Hold on, I got you. Woo! <laughs> All right, so now you can tell me anything you want about anybody, but if T. Higgins is still there, I just don't think this is going to play out like this on draft day. Because of the raw situation and the A.J. Green situation, I'm absolutely looking at resources for Joe Burrow. Now that's going to be in the form of the offensive line or elite talent that falls to them right in their face. I cannot see a situation with T. Higgins and Denzel Mims and guys like that are still around here at that number 33 spot. I just don't. But it would take a situation like on the board. There were about three or four guys like a Neville Gallimore and some guys like that that absolutely got picked a little bit early. DeAndre Swift, we need guys like that to come off the board because wide receivers like this with comps that are very similar to like an A.J. Green level talent, I just can't pass on it. So that's who I'm – you could talk me out of it, but I'm thinking uh, Higgins or even I'm looking at Josh Jones, who I could pull up for you guys next too if you guys just want to see that. 
Uh, yeah. So for me, um, I think it is possible that Higgins is there. And the reason that I say that is because of, I think the 40 time in the combine um, from what he did there, especially with given the fact that teams can't bring these guys in um, for mm-hmm. private workouts, right? So they kind of have to go off of that, which isn't really fair. And then he also doesn't get his pro day that allows him the ability to also um, improve that 40 time, improve some of those workouts, kind of give teams some comfort. So I think it is possible that T Higgins is there. Uh, for me, I think there's, one prospect, maybe two, that would make me that would make me possibly. Do you think, do you think Mims will be there? Uh, I think Mims actually has been trending up. I think him and I think him and uh, T Higgins are like the exact opposite when it comes to their draft stock. I think Mims is pushing upwards, and I think that T Higgins is going down. Um, what we have at the end of the round, I think that there will be some receivers that will start to go. Um, so I think that Mims, if I had to call it right now, I think that Mims probably goes in that, that 24 to, to 32 range. I think that he is a lot to go in that area. And I think that if there's some based on that, which I think that that's crazy because if it wasn't for Corona and everything being on lockdown, he probably would have gotten a chance to kind of, um, you know, quiet some concerns about that combine. And when you talk about that, you have to think about what happened to Tyler Boyd, right? Tyler Boyd uh, was supposed to be the number one receiver going into that year, that season, Um, you know, had some off the field issues with the DUI, which definitely wasn't anything that was crazy when you actually look into what happened in that situation. Um, and then he had the slow 40 time, right? And so that slow 40 time got kind of held over his, over his head and he moved from the first round to the second round because of that. Um, you also look at some other guys that it has affected in the past as well. So I think that it, that is something that could possibly uh, push him down draft boards. Um, now, but- now I, I just want to say a couple quick notes that I had on on Higgins and the reason why. I watched a lot of his stuff um, not too long ago and the, and the, and the person that he is – most compared to the most is AJ Green. Um, right, he, has, right. he has a long frame. He's played all three three receiver spots. So in year one, he's going to be able to go anywhere in Zach Taylor's offense. So I like that. He's a long strider, so he's not always going to have the the fastest forty time, but he's got breakaway speed whenever he gets the ball. Um, I was just showing just now. I don't know if you guys um, saw my share screen, but I was just showing some Josh Jones highlights because that was the other guy that I was like looking at. That's um, who, that, and that's who I think that um, I would tend to look at, and simply just because I would love to have T Higgins, right? Mm-hmm. But where is T Higgins really gonna gonna play for us this year? You know, we've got John Ross coming back. We've got Auden Tate who's very similar to T Higgins as well and AJ Green as well. You've got Tyler Boyd as well. Um, to me, it just becomes a, from a value standpoint, T Higgins offers you much more value in the future. I think when things get uncertain uh, versus someone like Josh Jones, that could be immediate, right? Like mm-hmm. Josh Jones is a day one. Yeah, it would start again immediately. So that would be, that would be the only reason that I would go with Josh Jones because especially for us to have to protect someone like Joe Burrow, given what we have right now, I think that Josh Jones will possibly be the better pick, but that's just me. I, I, I agree with that too, but this is what I'm thinking. Like we, we let off before we got into the mock is that 
John Ross and, and AJ Green possibly probably won't be there. I I, I think they re-sign AJ Green and they figure out this deal. But currently, right now, he just said he's very unhappy with the franchise uh, thing. Him and his, I, I pay attention to like what his wife posts and stuff like that. She still shows Bengal heavy stuff, so I don't feel like there's any ill will towards the Bengals or anything like that. Right. But if he, it's the same situation. If he has a breakthrough year, somebody's going to come with a money offer that the Bengals just can't simply match. So and another another thing, so I, I, I need to have somebody ready. I don't want it to be a situation, a Tyler Boyd situation, where I'm right. scrambling for a guy on the year of. I want to get a guy right. in the system right now at a at a very good high talent level. Denzel Mims and Higgins right. are two guys that if they're those are my two wide receivers at the thirty three, like Rager and Hamler. Those are two guys that I really, really want. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't go at the. I would trade back and, and still think I can get them. But let me ask you, those are my two guys. Let me ask you this: Given that this is a historic draft class, right at the wide receiver position, yeah. that means that yeah. Th- to me, that means that you're going to be able to get guys and possibly round three, right? Van Jeffersons, all these guys like that later these on. These guys right. that typically right. in other years they could go in, in the second round. So right. my fear so through is... Through wide receiver, guys. <laughs> you got me. You said wide receiver? I don't, I don't, no, okay. no, no. So, no. So the only thing I I'll say is... The only, the only thing that I can say... I think you do need a wide receiver. You, you just don't realize it yet. Is... Um, I do, I do feel like we need a wide receiver. I'm definitely on board with you. I know that we definitely need to have someone there for the future because if they don't, if they don't pick up John Ross's option, or if AJ Green walks out the door, then um, there's definitely some issues there. Who are you, who but, you, who are you rolling but, with? Everybody loves Auden Tate, but Auden Tate, as much as I love Auden Tate, is not in the plans. I, I think I think that there will still be some solid value at receiver on the board in the third round. So, hey, Louise. Um, so for me, this this is what it comes down to me, right? Josh Jones is available right now, right? Josh mm-hmm. Jones is a very solid option for us. What is that tackle position gonna look like at round three? Like who's gonna be like I'm more confident in the wide receiver position still being there in the third round than I am at the tackle position. Well, and see, this is the reason why, and I and I got a and I got a draft chart that I picked up because I wanted to go into this. I, I keep on telling Ace this from like every single time that I believe that there's going to be a strong, strong, strong possibility that this number 33 pick is going to get traded back. Now, when we start looking at the the prospects, can you pull up the tackles and the guards on that street and and, and let's share it with everybody? Because I'm going to tell you from, from a value standpoint, when you're looking at a draft chart, the number 33 pick is a 580 um, it just think of zero to a thousand or whatever. The number one pick is worth 3000 points. The number 33 pick is worth 580. So if somebody comes in, let's say, oh, I need my calculator really quick. Somebody's going to come in with, let's say another third. Cause th- this is where the chart really, really dips. 265 uh, is, uh, that's our third round. 580 is the, is the third. You could hypothetically turn, a third and maybe a second, right? Because if I'm looking at the back end of the second round, those picks are worth 300 pick. I mean, 300 points, 370, whatever. If I combine that with a team that has like a middle third round pick, I can hypothetically pick up another second and a third for the same point. And that's that's what would happen in a scenario where the Bengals could trade back. And then you'd be looking at a chart 
if you just can you pull up just the um just the guards or just tackles or just just offensive linemen period you can pull up tackles because most of them we're going to convert to a uh, guard year one. Uh... Okay, so so based on what I'm saying right now, if you guys are listening to this on the pod, we got Josh Jones right now at the is the number 37 ranked prospect. Then after that is Ezra Cleveland, Austin Jackson. I actually have an Austin Jackson clip I wanted to show you guys, but uh, Lucas Niang is another guy that I really like. But Prince Tega Winego, right? I don't think that this this chart is updated or whatever because he's been shooting up like you wouldn't believe and i watched some of his stuff from auburn this past week if he were i i don't know what the temperature is on him but if someone could assure me i could get him in the middle of the uh the second then i go and trade back and get this extra second round pick that i'm telling you guys that we could possibly get we go get like say the philadelphia eagles their second they got the no let's go let's go bears they got 390 points is for that. If I took that and then they're they're another third, then it's it's the same value as the number 33 pick, like the end of the third and another and then I go to the middle of the second round. If Prince uh Tega Winego is still there, I make that move. So are you confident that there will be a guy out of those? We didn't even go down the whole list because all the way down to Ben Barch. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like, I kind of like Terrence still a little bit too, but let's say there's there's eight prospects that we know year one could absolutely have huge playing time if not starting with Josh Jones, Ezra Cleveland, Austin Jackson, Lu Lucas Niang, Prince Tegawanega, and maybe Matthew Pert. But that's and that's where the drop off starts to me. And then Sadiq Charles from LSU and Ben Barch. Do you think that if we trade it back, we'd be able to get this, uh, still get a, a quality lineman that we want? Because these guys are in the chat right now in the war room. If you're listening to this, they're all thinking linebacker, of course. So we gotta, we're 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 working with our with our staff over here. Staff is saying, you know what, you know what, this is this is just a mock draft. This is our first one. So Zim, let's go, let's go with T Higgins. Let's go with T Higgins. I'm good. You with gonna that. go T Higgins? No, no, let's, no. You let's go T Higgins. You taught me out of the wide receiver though. You said it so many times. <laughs> oh, pull up the wide receiver list. Let me look at the wide receiver list. I feel like we're I'm like stalling because I'm scared to make the wrong pick. All right, here we go. So we got T. Higgins. We still got Hamler. We still got Michael Pittman. Chase Where's Claypool. Pittman? At? Where's Pittman? Oh, okay, okay, there he is. Okay. Still got KJ Hill, Van Jefferson. Uh, and Chase Claypool doesn't fit their criteria either because of the late production and the age. There's a guy on here. Uh, what's his name? Brian Edwards. That dude was balling early, like he's young, right. and so that's somebody based on what the Bengals do. That's somebody they might be looking at. I don't like him as much. Uh, I like the kid from Arizona State. God damn it! Yeah, bro, we could get one. We could get KJ Hill. Worst case scenario, right. we could get, we could get. See, he plays like a running back though. That's the only thing. He's an assistant guy. We got some guys. Bro. We got some guys that we some can guys, bro. Um, and then let's look at, but we do still have we Michael, do Pittman have options, Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. is like a is a Bengals prospect, bro. Like right, that's a right. that's a Bengals guy all the way. And I mean, I mean, it's we can roll the dice. It's up to you. It's whatever you want to do. If I think wanna... I think we should protect Joe Burrow. Let's look at the linebackers real quick. Just just pull it up for the people at home because I think we're totally going. Oh, we so, got Will, Willie uh, Gay, Malik. Give me Willie Gay. Gay. Give me Willie Gay. Fuck it. Give me Willie Gay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, F it. Oh, we you did it. 
He pulled yep. the trigger. He pulled the trigger. Hey, look. So Patrick Queen guy is in there. Is going crazy right now. Where's Patrick? KJ Hills. Yeah, KJ Hills still going to be there. So we're going to get a wide receiver later. We totally dismissed the the whole theory. I wanted to give Joe Burrow some. Um, some <laughs> Joe Burrow is gonna. But Willie, all right, but like, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right so w- Willie Gay Junior, right? Willie Gay Junior, guys. Let me show you guys something. You want to talk about? It's it's so funny that we started off this whole thing with uh, Burfick, right? We were talking about Burfick before this whole thing even started, right? And somebody said, "Bro, we needed some dogs out here, right?" Let me just while we're going through the uh, ace can go through the uh, the picks that just came off the board. I want you guys if you're watching here in our live uh, war room right now, I want you to just watch this dog right here. This is one. This is my favorite linebacker prospect, and I did not like for one second. I just I just forgot that he was like actually still there. That is what we need. Starts it off with an interception. Picks it to the house for those listening. Okay, um, but but podcast. you could go you could go over the board. Tell it tell everybody why this is playing. So everybody is unfamiliar with Willie Gay Jr. I want you guys to just watch some of these plays. And this is this is a guy I would be terrified if he went to like the Ravens or the Steelers or the Browns. This is a guy you don't want in the division. I, I'm gonna say that right now. This is a guy that's gonna be playing for a while. Absolutely destroys people. He has the fer- he has the ferociousness and. Plays with it just like uh like how you guys love Mac Wilson coming out of college and just like how you like what we were talking about the other day that everybody wanted to uh what's the kid that went to the Redskins and got uh, everybody wanted um everybody wanted him from he Alabama. plays he Ruben, plays with that Ruben same, Foster Ruben Foster he plays like that and and that's the best comp like I hate comparing like greats in the NFL to prospects but I'm gonna compare him to as a prospect standpoint. The tenacity of him, he makes plays. He, this is the hybrid that we're looking for. This is the Sean Way. Anybody that has any complaints about Sean Williams, this is the replacement for him. Tackling abilities off the charts, rarely misses tackles. Um, just a, a all out dog, right? Okay, so let's get back to it. We've got our, our breakdown of um, our pick provided by them. Now it seems as if we are on the on the board at 65 so let's take a look at what tackles are still there let's see if our our gamble paid off Ugh, it's kind of ugly out there um, oh, this is where it gets nasty right here i'm gonna tell you that right now <laughs> so we got offensive tackle there is, is moody is moody still on the board moody does not look like he's there so let's where see. did he go let's do a recap um, so it looks like AJ Espinosa went to the Lions. Winfield Jr. thirty six. Winfield Justin Herbert. Still Patrick Queen doesn't go till thirty eight. Justin Herbert thirty seven. I don't. That's no way that's happening that's in real no life. No way that's happening. Jordan Love goes to the Jaguars. Josh Lord, Jones goes forty three. Uh, T Higgins goes forty five to the Buccaneers. That would be scary. Josh Jones doesn't go until forty three, and that's the reason why I'm saying there is a possibility you could trade out of that pick and still come away with a day one lineman, Ezra Cleveland, who tested out of this world, phenomenal. Mm, there was a run at the fifty seven, and Austin Jackson, and then Lucas Yang all fall off the board. 57, 58, 59. We that is the reason why the number thirty three pick. Is going to be so tradable because you could get to the back end of the second round and you won't you won't be in the position that we're in right now. Yep. Um, so I feel like almost by default Prince, Prince Tega. 
we got to go with Prince. Pull it. Pull it. So we did come out. We came out of this a little bit unscathed, but it was by the skin on our teeth because the only guy left from I across from, from, from day one that we could put in there. See, some they're saying put Moody, get Moody. Let me tell you about Prince. Prince is an absolute baller as well. Um, I might pull up some clips so you guys can see that as well. But that that's a guy that's going to compete day one, and we ain't going to miss a beat. Right now, this mock is looking phenomenal. This is what mocks are made of. So go tell your Bengals friends, this is what it's made of. This is how you talk it out, and this is how you go with the dog. Ooh, that one hurt. <laughs> Moody went to the Browns. That, that kind of hurt. You could have got a Ben Barks winning 99. Shame All man. right. Logan um, Wilson. I was I was holding that in my back pocket for you guys. We we picked up Willie Gay, so I'm not as concerned. But the Mister, I need a linebacker. Linebacker is going to ruin our whole ball. Logan Wilson went off the board. That's the kid from Wyoming. He went off the board at 104. Well, for me, there's Two, three picks before us. So right now, uh, for those listening, we've got uh, Brian Edwards from South Hopkins, the tight end. Antonio Gibson, a running back out of Memphis. Van Jefferson. Uh, is also on the board. Hunter Bryant, tight end out of Washington, is available. Um, Alohi Gilman, a safety, is available. Amik Robertson, uh, a cornerback, is there. Hmm. So let's do a recap of our picks. So we took Joe Burrow. We took Willie Gay in the second round, a linebacker. We took our offensive tackle in the third round. Um, so now we are on the board again, Zim. And what are you really feeling like in terms of this round? I'm feeling like I, I don't want to keep on waiting on this wide receiver. I don't, but I want to go BPA. So currently at the – what they're saying is Antonio Gibson, Brian Holland. No, 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 no. I love Zach Moss. He didn't do that well at the – um. Oh, I think he'll still be there for sure. Um. I'm going to show you guys this, and you guys tell me what y'all think about this. I want to share my screen. Y'all tell me what y'all think about this. is a Bengals guy. So I don't want you guys to be – somebody said give us the Wisconsin guard. Someone says give us Thaddeus Moss. I think that's a little too early. But this is who the Bengals I, I know are going to be looking at because from a production standpoint, this guy was playing and balling at 17 years old in the SEC. Ooh. This, this is Brian Edwards. He's big. He's physical. He can ball with the best of them. Um, and he was he was a go-to guy for South Carolina in a lot of these games. He's got the breakaway speed, and it just matches the profile. Ace does, like, these different things that I, I hope he shares soon with the prime stuff right. that you're showing me. Mm -hmm. Brian Edwards is absolutely a guy that fits the mold yeah. um, that they're looking for. And then when you, you start looking at what Eifert did last year, he will absolutely be able to run that same exact route tree. Right. So this um, is a, this is a guy. This is not my guy, but this is a guy that don't be surprised if you see this game, this name go across your screen, and it's a guy that'll still be there. So the other thing, well, yeah, let's let's go. The only other thing that we have available, we do have the interior offensive line um, available to us, but it seems like we're kind of we're, we're are we good with Michael Jordan and uh, Sua Sua Filo? No, we are not. We're so, trying to make it. We're trying to make it so that let pull up the top prospect, top uh, top prospects, please. So Biotis is a guy that I was about to pull up, and Todd McAllister, who is in here, has said it 
too, because I want to see is Biata still there? Because that's a guy day one competing can go right up against him. Doesn't look like it. Okay. When did he um, come off the board? I didn't see. I was looking at that though. Then. So if you guys don't know, Tyler Biotis is the guard from Wisconsin. Big Mauler, 316 pounds, born and raised Wisconsin, where they don't have the coronavirus. <laughs> Did y'all know that? There's no coronavirus in Wisconsin. We should all just go to Wisconsin and have a big draft party. They probably locked my butt up. I was about to say something. Else. All right. So <laughs> we're going with Brian Edwards then? So Biotis is gone? I think so. I'm not sure exactly where. Oh, yeah, he is going. He went to the Steelers. Oh! <laughs> so I oh, guess we're going with uh, Brian Edwards. So let's see what we got here. That's what we're going with. Hold on, hold on. Let's consult. Oh, the pick is in. The pick, the pick. Is, the oh. pick is in. The pick is in. I didn't see your screen. Hold on, show me your screen. It should oh, just tell me here. Yeah, we gotta speed it up too. We had the 40 minute mark. This has been fun though. Shoot. That's what we ran up. I wanted to we actually did, was, next time we'll I have to do a trade. I wanted I wanted to see them daggone wide receivers. So uh Thaddeus Moss comes off the board. So I know you guys are upset at that. Uh, because a lot of people kept on saying that is Moss. That I just think y'all falling in love with the name. I don't want to like Poo poo on his parade, but I'm just not really seeing it like that. I'm not either. Where that is my, I, I get the familiarity with um, Joe Burrow and, and, and that is Moss, but like he's like just, six I, one as a tight end. I'm good. Yeah, it, that's the other thing. Yeah, like, that's the other thing. He's like undersized, and I'm just not feeling it. I don't see the. Like, he is probably going to be an H back. Like he could replace. Um, who's the guy that we have that's like an H back for us now? He could replace him. Seaton Carter. Seaton Carter, but I mean, you really want to waste a draft pick on a guy that if you want to do that. But you know, now that we're talking about tight end though, now is a guy the the kid from Cincinnati, what's his name? Degara or something like that. Is he still available? I actually, I actually like this dude. This is the kid that ran the four four. Who um, Albert? Yep, Albert. Albert. Remind yeah, but uh Degora now, is on the board as well. So we got a we got our pass blocker with uh with sample last year. So we're looking for now receiving tight end all the way. Yes, yes. I mean, for me, I it this guy doesn't look like he runs a four four on film. I don't know I don't know how he ran that, but that is very enticing to me that he's still available. Uh, what is this round five? Nah, this is. Yeah, because we, we, we went Ed, we went Edwards and oh you know that Edwards pick was a mistake because I'd rather have Devin Duvernay from Texas and he's still right there. Yeah, yeah. I showed him on my page one day too. He was absolutely killing it. Uh, just so you guys know, Albert Ukumbanum uh, is Missouri. He's a good combination of size and speed. His ball skills are pretty impressive. Um, he does have a, a, a interesting stat on touchdowns. He scores touchdowns every 4.2 catches. Uh, he leaps, twists, and lays out to make circus catches. Um, 
the reason why you said that you didn't see the speed on on camera on tape is because they're saying that he struggles in a little bit of his route running. Um, he's very coverable underneath. He needs better acceleration out of his turns. Uh, step counter as a route runner doesn't always operate with consistent play speed. So that four four speed, are we banking on that translating? This is this is the best available right here. He is the best available, right? Yep, that's that's what we have right now is the best available. I personally, I like the kid from Cincinnati better, for real. But I, I'll go with him now. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take this guy just because I think he has God given speed. Like you can't coach speed, right? Um, so I think that. Like like Zim has said, this guy has room to grow. But one thing that I do like about him is that he has, unlike a lot of people talked about um, Moss and everything, right? Moss doesn't have the production um, when you look at it from that standpoint. This guy in, in 2017 scored 11 touchdowns, had six, um, you know, two years in a row. 300 to 400 yards. I mean, that's pretty solid for a tight end. So this isn't a guy that um, never really produced and just ran a 4-4 and you're just basically banking on his physicals. This is a guy that has shown that he has had some production. Um, maybe we need a little bit of work, uh, kind of like CJ Uzoma when he first came in. Um, but this is a guy I think that it's a lottery ticket that you take and it's kind of similar to that Orson Charles or that CJ Uzoma type pick where you're banking on the light to come on for this guy with some assistance from the coaching staff. Like I said, I mean, no, it, it, guy, if that's your guy, go get him. <laughs> I'm going to go and get my guy, man. This guy that's is 6'5", 255, running a 4'4". Usually I'm not big this on 40 times, but that is insane. So I I, I just got to take this guy. How about this? I'll make a deal with him. You can pull the trigger for us if you can pronounce his last name. <laughs> oh my god. There's no way. <laughs> There's no nah, way. Nah, I'm, I'm I'm messing with you. Let's do but it. Albert Albert O, we're gonna go. Hey, I'm telling y'all this. If Devin Duvernay is still on the board on our next pick, we're gonna walk away with two wide receivers because that dude right there be balling. I like him. He just oh, no, oh, this, not, this, not, this is our last pick, isn't it? I think this actually is our last pick, unless okay. we have two picks in the fifth round, which I don't think we do. Yeah, uh, we, we stopped the market. Yeah. guys so so in conclusion god our first three picks i'm telling you this if our first three picks went like that on draft night playoffs 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 <laughs> i'm telling you right now that's playoffs the first three willie gay would come in there and be next to pratt and just be it would be a dream where did akeem davis gate there even go i didn't even see him come off the board Imagine if we got both of them. He was he was still available, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'm telling y'all this right now. If there's a situation where like a couple of these guys that we talk about a lot, like Willie Gay Jr. and like and they make a if they went and said, Hey, you know what? We're gonna make the offensive line elite or linebacker core elite, right? To just fix it all the way together. Like say they go and go get a King Davis Gaither and Willie Gay Jr., right? Something crazy like that. I would then come back. And tell everybody, let's get our money together because we can bet the house on this thing. This is going to happen. If they come in there and they just start like, it's not that I don't have I, I have to know the person, but if that board looks like what it looked like today, where we by the time we got to the fourth, 
round. I mean, that that they should be parlaying that into two different picks because it was so many guys still sitting right there. That's the that's the reason I can't see them staying there at 33. It's just too many guys right there in that third round. And if you don't get your offensive lineman by the third, going into the fourth, it's just I just think it creates this situation where we're like I'm I'm going back. Sorry guys, I was not paying attention to the comments, but I see uh Ryan said no about something. I'm not sure exactly what about your guy, about your guy Albert. So this uh, Ace, if you guys don't know, Ace went and got Albert. No, no, no. Some people like oh, okay. Albert. Roach Roach like Albert. He's got I don't the know. Speed. He's got the speed, Missouri guys. I don't. I'm. Are any tight ends in the, in the league currently playing in Missouri? That that came from Missouri. He's got looks the like, size. Looks He's like some people wanted us to get Clyde Edwards Alaire. It looks like he was he was available. You know who you know who Clyde Edwards Hilaire will be perfect for the Ravens. I, I would like hate Clyde though. I would, I, like, I would hate it, but he will be perfect. I think I think Clyde is gonna be. I'm just gonna go out on the limb. I haven't watched everybody else. But I think Clyde is going to be one of the best ones because, like, when I watched Joe Burrow, he kept blowing off of the screen to me. And I was like, who is this running back? Like, every time I was watching him play against Alabama, I was like, who is this dude that's just, like, carving them up? I'm going to tell you all one thing that Joe Burrow does from a check point, a check down perspective. I've never seen a quarterback, like, hold it, hold it, hold it, and do these check downs. He, he leads all his check downs. If y'all ever just go and watch, like, just the small things that Joe Burrow does on, on different plays and stuff. One is on third down, it's just incredible what he's able to do to keep a drive going. Like that is the most, like you could look at all the big plays, the big highlights and everything like that. A lot of those come on, like, you know, just big plays just based off the offense, but the intangibles that he has, like just leading guys, like somebody like a geo, like just leaking out. Like he leads the guy every single time. You know how you see check down games where you see check down Charlie Stoward and, and the guy gets drilled. Joe Burrow goes so far out of his way to keep the play going and to get the defender off of the running back. Every time you see him check it down, it's always like he's leading him and it turns into like a 12 yard like pass. Like he makes checks down look like regular pass plays and it's incredible to watch bro it's incredible how he doesn't take sacks a lot of times and they're just like one yard two yard carries and they live to go to another down that's something that cincinnati um is really not seen in so long and i think a lot of times i watch games with you guys live um if you guys don't know i do like a stream every sunday and a lot of times i it was this this theory we watched dalton just give up on plays so early and it was this narrative that they're not open. They're just not open. Zim, why are you so hard on dog? They're not open. I'm like, he's got to get them open. He's got to get, you know, like he's playing. I understand he doesn't have everybody out there, but he's got to get, he's got to throw some of these guys open. Go watch Joe Burrow just check down. Don't even, like, if you could just go watch a full game and just watch him check down, he will get the running back. Like Gio, somebody like Gio, that's why I run it back to me it's kind of off the table a little bit because I feel like the following year I can go get a running back that can get implemented into a system very early. I, I still have belief. I don't really have belief in Rodney Anderson's health, but I do have belief in Travion Williams that, that Travion Williams will be able to be okay if he had to get put in it. And then, I mean, Joe Mixon is arguably, if not the best top three running back in the league. So, to me, the running back position is something I'm just not even really looking at. Unless you told me like DeAndre Swift or somebody was there like in a the third or something, or like Edwards Alaire 
and then I'm looking at the board and there's no lineman. To me, the lineman making a situation with Joe Burrow is always comfortable and he doesn't have to run for his life year one, although he's very good at that. I don't want him living under this premise that he has to be like put everything on his back or he's got to extend all these plays. I want the line to work for him and we got to put that thing in the bed and just get this line, get that line, if not elite, above average. Year one, Joe Burrow. Then after that, we could start addressing a lot of these other things. A lot of people were in here today were talking about linebacker, linebacker, linebacker. Linebacker is not what you guys are thinking it is. They're not on the field. The way that Lou Anarumo is doing these guys, like, there is very few instances where linebacker is even on the field like that in today's NFL until you go and play, like, the Ravens or something like that. And even still, you still need to have speed. So I like what they're doing from a defensive standpoint. Do you have any closing comments that you want to put on here, Ace, before we wrap up? Mock draft 1.0. Uh, nah, man. I think that we did what we could. I think, um, you know, it definitely has to be a draft where we address both the linebacker position and, and also give Joe Burrow some, some help on the offensive side of the ball, which I think we accomplished that. So this Can you screenshot that mock? Minute. Can you screen that mock? I want to, I want to post that. So and, and then can you and recap that for everybody that's that's listening on the pod or if you're in the room and you just want to know, can you recap our picks again, please? Joe Burrow in the first round, Willie Gay Jr. in the second, a linebacker. Um Prince Tega Wangolo. I don't know how to Tega Wanega. Wanega. Uh from Auburn, Brian Edwards, wide receiver from South Carolina, and then Albert O from Missouri, a tight end. Okay. Only I feel like we only made one mistake, but we don't make mistakes. We made a conscious decision, and we're gonna move forward with our that guy. But Brian Edwards is that's a Bengals guy. I think there's gonna be a lot of people happy with Brian Edwards draft Twitter. I, I wouldn't be upset at all. Like I wouldn't be upset, but there were some guys on the board that I probably I would have took a another look at. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Orange is a New Black podcast, and as usual. We'll leave you guys with a hootay. Hootay! Follow my man New Stripe City on Instagram and YouTube. Check y'all later.